the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo! It's Friday night. <laughs> yes, indeed, it is. It is Friday night. And it. And it's really all mine. Andrea K. that's me, that's moi, here on this Friday night edition of the Andrea K. Show. Super excited. Coming up after the first break, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for this. The one and only Dr. Ben Carson, former HUD secretary, brilliant neurosurgeon, credited with the separation of conjoined twins, just absolutely brilliant man, has a new book out. And he is busting. He doesn't say this in the title, but let me tell y'all, it's busting the BLM Antifa narrative right out of the water. Y'all going to stay tuned. You got to stay tuned to hear what he has to say about that. And then, of course, after that, you got to stay tuned for my buddy Bob Walters, because every week he continues to share what nobody else is telling y'all about what's happening in the schools. And then we get into hour two. So buckle up for a great Friday night ride. My baby's glad to have you here with me. 888-344-1170. Give us a buzz if there's something on your mind. And um, we would love to hear from you later on. Next hour, we'll have Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. So do give us a call if you've got a nominee for that. Okay, if I'm talking real fast, it's because, you know, I'm just so excited about Dr. Carson coming on that, um, you know, we're, we're just all like live wires here. And of course, that's not just me. It's this man who's a live wire every night of the week. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, no, no, no liner here. Let's get to it because we got to get to Dr. Ben Carson. Right. And we are going to ask Dr. Ben Carson as a physician and a brilliant one and also a conservative who ran for president back in 2016. We're going to ask him his opinion on the leaked opinion regarding Roe v. Wade, because let me tell y'all, that is still a cause for hysteria on the part of the left. And and one reason why the left is hysterical today is because when it when if this decision ends up being um, the final decision by the Supreme Court, and of course, we wish they could get it out today, but they're in hiding. Um, it will be returning the issue to the states where it always belonged, because that's what our Constitution called for. And here's what's happening in one state. My beloved Louisiana, Republicans in the Louisiana House advanced a bill on Wednesday that would classify abortion as homicide. And it would allow prosecutors to criminally charge patients with supporters citing a draft opinion leaked this week showing the Supreme Court ready to overturn Roe v. Wade. So basically they're saying, look, it's going to come back to the states and we've got the right to do this. It has passed through a committee on a seven to two vote and um, it goes one step further than every other anti-abortion law out there. This is the first one. Texas allows people to sue an abortion provider if they break the law and perform an abortion, I think it's past 15 weeks in Texas. Here, basically, it criminalizes the patients themselves. 
Um, experts say the bill could also restrict in vitro fertilization and emergency contraception because it would grant constitutional rights to a person from the moment of fertilization. I haven't read the deets on that. Um, I think that that's where it might get kind of squishy skins where we're talking about in vitro fertilization. Your thoughts on that? He might be busy trying to get Dr. Ben Carson on the phone. I'm curious what you guys think about that. Joe Rogan made some comments today, kind of like, look, you know, if we're talking a clump of cells, yeah, and that's really where the left always gets the ground, right? The debate on, well, when does really life begin, right? Um, Well, life begins at life. However, the one area you could maybe get me is in vitro, right? Um, But what point of in vitro, yeah, I don't consider it. I don't consider it. it it's it's it, a fertilized cell. Is it really life when it hasn't been implanted into uh, uh, the uterus? But, you know, I don't and I don't even know if that's what this bill talks about here. Um, but this legislation was posed less than 48 hours after the leaked uh, Supreme Court um, uh, draft opinion, which would be nice if they got back together under security or even maybe over a Zoom call and got this decision done. How about that, SCOTUS? Um, what I found interesting was the clip from Eelhead. Who remembers Eelhead? James Carville at an, at a, at a New Orleans. In fact, interesting little side note, Carville, his family started the town of Carville in Louisiana, which was a leper, a, a, a leper colony, which was my sorority's philanthropy, was the leper colony of Carville. So I despise James Carville, though, and I'm glad at least today when he said this, he wasn't wearing an LSU hat. Clip two. What Democrats have been talking about. Now, look, it's 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 48 hours past the Roe versus Wade right. news. So who knows where things are going to go? But they've been saying, OK, we're going to motivate our base on this. Right. Hillary Clinton went on uh, CBS and, you know, talked about it. And, you know, that the outrage people were going to feel is going right. to is going to get people to come to the polls. Do you think well, that that's true? Well, I don't know. I'm like a lot of dads today. I've been feeling calls from angry and distraught uh, daughters, and I think that's going on all over the United States. To date, they have no fear of Democrats. That's why they do this. Democrats, you got to understand just what a huge event this is in American politics. The Democrats have won a popular vote in seven out of the last eight presidential elections. Roe is over two to one in approval. And Alito and them said, we don't care. We're not fair, and we don't care. And all the Democrats are going to do is sit around and talk about veganism and pronouns. And to some extent, that is a justified opinion that they have. Now, I hope Secretary Clinton is correct. And I hope that people understand Louisiana legislature passed a bill today out of committee that would make a a, a 20 year old scared young female from Oberlin, Louisiana, choose to get an abortion charged with homicide. In, in, in Texas, the governor's going to challenge the right to uh, uh, public education for children. In Oklahoma, they're passing bills that you can't even get a, a, a Washington case of life for the mother. If, if this doesn't motivate people, if this doesn't get you going, then I can't do anything to help you. And I tell you who's not helping is these progressive advocacy groups. They don't, they, no one cares what they say. <laughs> no one fears them. And they need to start dispatching people to Georgia and North Carolina and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania and Michigan and Nevada and Arizona and places like that and get out of Washington and get out of talking points and get out there in the field and start registering people and motivating people. That's what I think. 
James Carville, thank you. It's great to see you. Thank you. Well, we actually have we actually have some poll numbers later. Y'all might find fascinating that have happened as a result of this. But a couple things, Eelhead, James Carville, Um, tell your daughters to get on some birth control. Teach them some responsibility. Um, Another thing that I want to make mention of. um, You're right. We don't fear Democrats. Why should we fear Democrats, James Carville? No, we don't fear them. And you're right. They spend too much time talking about veganism and talking about pronouns. So, you know, I'm hoping the Democrats are not going to listen to him and take that advice and get off of this pronoun trip. But I say you you lefties, you just continue to trip because you're right, James Carville. We don't pay any attention to them. In some ways. But the reality is here's where he's wrong, though, because the um, these um, progressive groups we don't pay any attention to. But it's not progressive groups. It's not it's not in the sense of like an AT an Antifa. It's school unions that are transing kids in schools. Right. So he's wrong about that. I also want to make mention of. um, So, no, we don't fear. Just just to make sure I'm clear. Um, We don't fear Democrats. What we fear is their agenda and their agenda has been getting success in this country. And that's why everybody's hysterical today, because this is the first hint at the fact that the Democrats and their far left Marxist communist agenda has finally maybe and just maybe hit a roadblock. But just like the communist that they are, they're now probably surrounding or trying to surround the homes of the SCOTUS to put the fear in them because y'all do like to trade in fear. And he mentioned the popular vote there. They will do any one of the reasons why they want to pack the court is so that they can get rid of the po- uh, get rid of the electoral college and get the popular vote that's one reason why they're packing all these big cities with an, any immigrant that they can get into this country i got connected all connected i got to take a break and we come back we're going to bring in the one and only dr ben carson and get his perspective on uh, this leak of this draft opinion and also on his amazing book he's busting he he's got something to, why does he say that George Floyd was a tipping point? He's busting the BLM and Antifa movement in his book, and you're going to hear all about it when we come back. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I am so excited, honored, in fact, and I don't think I've said that in a really long time on the Andrea K Show, that I truly feel honored to have this guest with me. He really needs no introduction other than his name, but I think he deserves to have at least a part of his resume shared with all y'all out there. Uh, let's see if you can guess it. He is the former Secretary of HUD, Housing and Urban Development, a 2016, the 2016 Republican presidential candidate, according to some people here, including in this room. Former Director of Pediatric Neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins. Yes, the Johns Hopkins. He's also the recipient of the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor in the land. And he holds more than, wait for it, 70 honorary doctorate degrees. I don't even have one. Just my just my little business degree from Louisiana State University. Of course, I'm talking about the one and only Dr. Ben Carson, who is here tonight to talk about his his new book. He's, he's already a published author, but his new book is Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing present and hopeful future of race in America. Dr. Ben Carson, thank you for being here on the Andrea K. Show tonight. 
Well, thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be with you. Okay, so um, I, I could do hours of an interview with, with you, and of course we don't have that time, and it's just precious time that I have with you. Before we get into the book, though, people would be hunting me down like a dog if I did not ask you for your reaction to the leaked draft opinion written by uh, Justice Alito. Well, I think it's awful that it was leaked. I mean, that violates a long-standing tradition of uh, privacy. And uh, anybody who would do something like that probably has a mindset that they are righteous. And therefore, whatever they do is okay. Mm -hmm. Very much the same kind of thinking that the jihadists have that allow Mm. them to do such awful things. And uh, that's horrible because now it introduces an element of distrust into the institution of the Supreme Court, and it'll take a very long time before that will be erased. Having said that, uh, I am glad to see things moving back toward the, the direction that they should be, because life and death decisions of that nature should be in the hands of the people and the people's representatives, not in the hands of unelected judges who have lifetime appointments and have no accountability. And uh, this is this is the way that our system was designed and was intended. And uh, in 1973, obviously, uh, a mistake was made, and now there's a chance to, to rectify it. And people should realize that it doesn't mean that abortions are being banned. People are being really very disingenuous who are saying that it means that those decisions will now be returned to the states where they belong. Well, Dr. Ben Carson, you're talking as though uh, you're somebody who believes in in the United States of America and the system on which it was founded. And the left is trying to tell us all day, every day, which is, I'm assuming, just one of the many things you talk about in your book, that the movement on the part of the left today through CRT and big tech and others is to tell us that this country was fundamentally flawed. The system on which it was founded is it was was uh, the system is racist and the Constitution, Ruth Bader Ginsburg herself said, you know, she would tell upcoming nations to not adopt their U.S. Constitution. And yeah. uh, and your thoughts on that? And, and is this a part of what you talk about in your book? I do talk about it. And, and the fact that there are those who do not like our nation, and they want to fundamentally change the kind of nation that we have uh, away from one that is of, by, and for the people to one that is of, by, and for the government, government centric, government having all power, uh, ruling our lives, mandating what we can do and cannot do. Uh, This is completely antithetical to the founding principles of our nation. And uh, I hope that people will recognize that our freedoms are only maintained if we're vigilant. Ronald Reagan said it best. He said, we're never more than one generation from extinction Mm -hmm. of our freedoms if we take our eye off the ball. And, uh, you know, we have taken our eye off the ball. And those who want to fundamentally change us have been working very diligently to undermine our system, to make it seem like it doesn't work so that people will want to change it. And all you have to do is defund the police, you know, let criminals, dangerous criminals out of jail, 
don't tend to the southern border, do all kinds of things to create chaos in our society. And then you can say, see, we told you it didn't work. We need something else. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's kind of like uh, we're talking to Dr. Ben Carson, author of Created Equal, The Painful Past, Confusing Present and Hopeful Future of Race in America. And as somebody... um, well, let me ask it this way. I mean, to me, overall, it seems as though that as the African-American and black black Americans started having success in, in a system after, you know, civil rights and all that started having success, it almost seems to me through policy and false narratives like we see pushed out by BLM and CRT uh, and, and even Antifa today, that it's almost as though the left has been trying to keep the African-American and the black community down. One example of that is the the it's what seems to me like a coordinated targeted attack on the black family. One, only one way of which is to put the majority of abortion clinics in the black and minority communities. Do you talk about this in your book? Oh, yes, absolutely. And Margaret Singer. Uh, who started the Planned Parenthood was a eugenicist and felt very strongly that there were certain people that just didn't need to exist. She was a hero in Nazi Germany. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the killing, the murder of those people that you don't like is called genocide. And we've participated in that. So I hope that uh, a lot of the minorities really understand that and understand, you know, what some of these people stand for who claim to be their friends who are trying to wipe them out. Well, well yeah. Well, I mean, the, the the left has taken a hold of control the message and you control minds. I think you talk about this in your book, Big Tech, um, you know, the legacy media, um, our schools now. Um, and so... You know, they control the message. You can you control minds, and you also control the outcome of the elections. And absolutely right. Um, speak to that briefly. Well, you know, uh, sixty years ago, Nikita Khrushchev said that your grandchildren's children will live under communism, and we will never have to fire one shot. Mm. What did he know? What was he talking about? He recognized that we were much too strong to bring down militarily. But if we could, if they could gain control of our educational system and indoctrinate our young people and gain control of our media and spoon feed the people only what you want them to know and shield them from what you don't want them to know and replace faith in God with faith in government and escalate the national debt to astronomical levels so you could justify massive taxation, redistribution of wealth and complete control, then they would have us. And a careful analysis, you don't even have to be too observant. You can see that all those things are happening right now, mm-hmm. having a profound effect on our country. And uh, it's destroying the fabric of who we are. And it's we've got to wake the American people up. Now, fortunately, I think they are starting to wake up. I travel across the country extensively all the time. And uh, I'm seeing people getting involved now. Uh, and the school boards and the city councils and a whole variety of of local legislative bodies. And that is going to make a difference. I don't think we're too late. I think we're waking up just in time. 
Well, I think that you're one of the most important voices to to tell this story uh, about that there that America is not systemically racist. There is hope for for race relations in this country, and I think it's it's because of your past. And you know, it, it, how did you? This has always been a question I wanted to ask you. How did this young man, at a time in which I, you know it was pre civil rights, if if I've got my if I've got my calendar right, uh, uh, growing up in poverty and pre civil rights America. Ignore all that noise and, and, and continue to and transcend your circumstances, rise to some of the greatest level of success we've ever seen in this country. How were you able to do that? I had a fantastic mother. <laughs> if anybody could have claimed to be a victim, it was her. I came from a huge rural family in Tennessee, dire poverty got less than a third grade education, got married at age 13, trying to flee that poverty, uh, moved to Detroit, years later discovered that her husband was a bigamist. She had to try to raise us by herself. Mm. And, and yet she absolutely would never be a victim. And she worked, you know, three jobs at a time because she didn't want to be dependent on the government. And she never let us make excuses. We ever made an excuse. Next thing out of her mouth was the question, do you have a brain? If the answer is yes, then you could have thought your way out of it. It really doesn't matter what anybody else said or did. And, you know, when you grow up not having excuses, it makes Mm -hmm. a difference. And her her friends used to just criticize her like crazy. They said, you can't make boys stay in the house reading books. They'll grow up and they'll hate you. I used to overhear her friends, and I said, you know, they're right, Mother, but we had to do it anyway. <laughs> and uh, I think she got the last laugh because one son became a brain surgeon and one became a rocket scientist. Wow. Yeah. Um, that I don't know how atypical that was in the black community, though. I mean, the black community, from what I'm reading and hearing about, is in the 50s and the 60s and in the 40s, was all about family. And and it, and it was about um, strong mothers. And, and even da- your, your story is difficult with your dad. But we had primarily upwards of 70 something percent of black families intact. And with and it Ju- made a big difference. It made a big difference. Judeo-Christian principles solidly in place, and the Democrats have been seeking to destroy that. How did you become such a lover of the United States, though, and the Constitution and the system? How did you how did you how did you keep out the noise? Because it was even going on back then, not as much as it is today. Yeah. But how were Absolutely. you able to to embrace this country in spite of its painful past? Well, I became a reader. That was really the key. Uh, my mother made us read, and as I started reading about people of accomplishment, I began to understand that the person who has the most to do with what happens to you is you. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not some circumstances or some other person. And, uh, you know, as I began to read about other countries and other great people, I, I began to really have horizons that were greatly broadened. And I completely stopped listening to those people who were saying, you can't make it. The system is stacked against you. Because, you know, if you think you're a victim, you are a victim. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was, I think, vital, learning how to take responsibility and uh, look for solutions rather than excuses. 
What's the solution to getting this good message? I want everybody to get your your book and give it for, you know, it's not coming out in time for Mother's Day. I think it's coming out on the 17th. But your message is so important to get out there to every American, um, but particularly minority Americans, and particularly to replace the nonsense that's being taught in these schools. Um, You say it's not too late. You think that we can turn things around. I agree, but we all have to make an effort to make that happen as conservatives who believe in this country. You know, we Absolutely. need to make we need to make sure that your that your message and your book and and voices like you are being told out there to counter. Um, I know you talk in your book about big tech and, and the media and all that. I mean, it just beats all day long in a way that, I mean, I grew up in the Deep South, and I, I didn't even hear this all this kind of negative anti-America stuff back in the 70s and 80s, like I'm hearing now. Um, Condoleezza Rice, uh, you know, something she said at the 2012 convention always struck with me because you know her her background as a child and what she came up. Yeah. She's just one of my heroes. And she talked about this message from the left. It's... it's um, pushing victimization you're a victim you're a victim you're a victim and she says the problem with that is that then the twin sister of that is entitlement grievement and entitlement do you agree absolutely no question about it resentment also Mm -hmm. uh, which occurs and you know teaching little white children to feel guilty um, and their parents to feel guilty it sets them up to accept Things like defunding the police, Mm -hmm. things like letting violent criminals out of jail so they can wreak havoc on society, Uh, not enforcing our borders and uh, letting all kinds of people in here. You know, speaking of that, if, if I were one of the enemies of this country, Russia or China, what I would be doing is sending our operatives through our southern border, targeting our electric grid and mm-hmm. at the appropriate time, destroying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're so naive that, that, you know, for political reasons, we're exposing ourselves to tremendous danger. Well, we are. I'm, gonna, I'm, on, I'm in San Diego in a border town, and I looked up and saw in the news last night that the pedestrian bridge um, between Tijuana and San Diego, they were just walking in line across, you know, like they had gone down to, to TJ to shop for the day. And we don't know who was in that crowd coming across, Dr. Carson. Okay. We know that there have been at least 22 terrorists on the terror watch list that have been apprehended. Dr. Ben Carson, I've got to leave it here because otherwise I will be victimizing you for holding you over way too long. <laughs> I know it's late where you are. And my producer wanted me to. T- Did you want to say something directly to Mr. Carson? I know you're a fan. Justin, I think that you are one of the most intelligent people in the United States today, and I love your passion for this country. I supported you back in 2016. I support your book and your work now, and I just love what you've said today. So thank you for coming on the show. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you both for being patriots. We need individuals like you if we're going to conquer what's going on in Absolutely. Absolutely, Dr. Ben Carson. Tell everybody how they can get the book. Can they pre-order it now? Yes, you can pre-order it uh, anywhere books are sold, uh, Books a Million, Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, every place. All right. Thank you so much. It will be out on May the 17th. May 17th. All right. Dr. Ben Carson, thank you so much. God bless. Take care. All righty. Now, you guys stay tuned because speaking of our education, the CRT, it's Friday Means Bob Walters, and he's going to be here with his education segment when we come back, 888-344-1170. 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Two of my heroes in one night. Could a, could a girl get any happier than this? Just wrapped up with Dr. Ben Carson. And now I get to talk to Bob Walters, who's here every Friday. Skins and I were talking earlier about how we were, we're all exhausted after this week. But there's nothing that can make me laugh more than Bob Walters on his Friday night segments. Hello, my dear. I don't know what happened to Bob. Where's Bob, Skins? Give me Bob. I'm here. There he is. All right. We just, you know, every once in a while we have a little technical snafu, but you know what? It's all good. All uh, right. We appreciate you taking a pause to let the other stations catch up. Yeah. <laughs> all right, my guy. What you got for us tonight? Well, I got some good news first, and then we'll get into the rest of the stuff. Uh, first of all, in South Carolina, legislation in the assembly would prohibit teaching of CRT in K-12 to mm. or any teaching that claims one race, sex, ethnicity, color, or national origin is more privileged than another. That's good. That'll be, that'll be the 14th state to pay, pass such a law. Awesome. Oh, that's great news. It is. And then you got uh, the Forest Hill School District voted 4-0 to zero yesterday to ban Diversity Day, which they had been having for some years. They said in the vote, enough political indoctrination was enough. The board president admitted that a huge rise in parent resistance was the main cause for the policy change. So that's that's in Georgia. That's it, awesome. It, we, that is awesome because, you know, Ben Carson was just saying one of the things that, you know, that, that it, there is hope for, for our country, but we got to get active. And one of the things he mentioned was uh, school boards. So, I mean, I, it seems as though each week Bob's got more and more and more good good news. Well, hopefully I'll keep springing with more and more. Oral arguments at the Supreme Court offer a glimmer of hope for Joseph Kennedy, who had knelt for a 15-second silent prayer at the 50-yard line after a football game, for which he was then fired in 2008. He was a coach. And after the game was over, he went to the 50-yard line and kneeled down for 15 seconds and say a thing. And for that, they fired him. Anyway, after all these years, finally the case is getting ready to go to the Supreme Court. So hopefully he'll survive and win this thing. Good. Keep us posted on that. We're, yeah, but we're starting to see more and more success with these kinds of stories where uh, religious re- religious beliefs are being upheld. In fact, uh, SCOTUS, the other day, we had good news. It kind of got overshadowed with the Roe v. Wade thing, but they actually... Um, um, decided on behalf of somebody in Boston who was denied the chance to, to fly their Christian flag at, I think it was a city council in, in Boston. And yeah. they, they let other flags be flown, but they would not let a Christian flag be flown. And Supreme Court ruled in their favor. So I think that we're starting to see a shift, a momentum towards religious freedoms. Yeah, I agree. And yet, Georgia, the governor signed three bills to banish wokeness in schools. One is the Parents' Bill of Rights, which allows parents to get information on their kids' education details. A second would totally ban CRT in the classrooms. That makes them the 15th state. And a third would prohibit transgender males from competing with females in sports. Excellent. So good news, frankly. Mm-hmm. Very good news. All right. Now i got some other news. So it's not all bad, but it's not top of the line for good news either. No. Janie Elementary School in Washington, D.C., with kids in K, pre-K to third grade, an anti-racism fist book is what it's called, F-I-S-T, like a fist. 
asking them to identify racist family members. <gasps> yeah. Daniel Singh from India is the principal who orchestrated this action, which he explains that white people are part of the society that benefits them in almost every instance. White people aren't the sharks, but the ocean. Weird. I don't, wait, wait, I, I don't get He said they're, white people aren't the sharks, we're the ocean? Yeah, because we are everywhere. We, we blend out the whole society. <laughs> Thank you for interpreting that, because I had no idea <laughs> I know what that was about. Yes. And he says racism is as American as apple pie and baseball. These messages went to a four-year-old directing them how to deal with racism in their family. Disgusting. To four-year-olds? You, you said this was kindergarten through third grade? Yeah. But this particular book was put out in a room that's filled with four-year-olds. Wow. <laughs> what, I mean, what's next, Bob? They're going to go into the, to, you know, um, doctor's offices, OBGYN offices, and, you know, with, with pregnant women and, you know, and, and start trying to indoctrinate children in the womb in the middle of an ultrasound? I know. Well, you heard the Oregon, which is I'm going to cover later. Oregon has just passed a law that if female uh, pads and, and, and female stuff has to be put into every male's bathroom in the state of Oregon. <laughs> nice, huh? Well. If you're a dude and you're looking for some feminine hygiene products, you might need to just make your way to a psychiatrist, okay? <laughs> I know. It's just unbelievable, frankly. Well, unless they're using it in the, in the boxing ring because somehow because somebody's got a nosebleed from, from taking a hit. Other than that, you know. It's crazy. Uh, it's just uh, crazy what the assumptions are. In Santa Barbara, teachers can now access instructional materials from Black Lives Matter in a secret teacher portal. Of course, this group identifies as Marxist in its leadership and goals uh-huh. and wants to destroy the nuclear family. Do teachers need to be taught more about this? Question mark. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just came out. Wow. And this is a, through a secret portal, huh? Yeah. And you got something else that parents need to be aware of. Tucker Carlson last week exposed amaze.org, A-M-A-Z-E. Okay. A-M-A-Z-E dot org. As a far-left organization that has infiltrated schools with its deeply disturbing pornographic videos for school children. And they think it's fine since kids will eventually see such pornography films as they grow up. (laughs) Parents, ask your school if they have such a program on their campus. And it's A-M-A-Z-E dot org. Yeah, I just pulled it up while I'm talking to you. And um, this is just insane. It is. So they show, show these little kids a pornographic movie. Oh, it's just... Yeah. More info, less weird. Amaze takes the awkward out of sex ed. Um, you know, when you're talking, it, it, when you're talking about sex to little kids, it's awkward. But they're trying to make it not be awkward. They're sexualizing children. This is pedophilia. It wow. Is. This and everybody, Bob, it's A-M-A-Z-E dot org. Amaze dot org. Wow. Yep. Here's something else. Fox News did an analysis of the National Education Association. That's the biggest teachers union. And uh, they checked their spending for 2021 and found that political activities and Democrat candidates got most of the money from that organization rather than money being spent on their members. In fact, only 15% of the money that they took in was spent for their own members and $66 million was spent on Democrats and political candidates. Oh, wow. So it's just a money laundering scheme. That's all it is. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I think this might be a good place to take a break. Okay. When uh, we come back, Bob is going to have more uh, stories with which he will amaze us. And the creepy site that they're trying to push on kids is amaze.org. Stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show with Bob Walters coming right up. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. That's right. Now, next hour is Here of the Week and Stink of the Week. So you can give us a call, 888-344-1170. Next hour, tell us you're Here of the Week or Stink of the Week. Do not call in now because I ain't got time for nobody but Bob Walters. And we're continuing with him now. Hey, Bob. Hello. All right. I got uh, some news on Amazon. They've begun to remove children's books which have a conservative focus rather than a liberal view of education and gender ID in the schools. Mm. They just... For, they just closed out and removed um, a book called Black BLM, The Making of a New Marxist Revolution by Heritage Corporation, which is a very solid conservative group. They removed it. These are deemed, it was deemed dangerous, but they still sell Hitler's Mein Kampf. Wow. By the, by the way, BLM even admits on their own website that they're a Marxist organization. Yeah, they do. <laughs> They don't hide it. No, they don't. They're uh, proud of it. So come on, Amazon. What's your problem? I know. <laughs> and you got a message, a good one from Thomas Sewell, who I, I really respect. Oh, me too. Noted out black commentary. Recently stated, schools are quick to blame everyone and everything but themselves for the failure of American education. To them, every bad teacher is an exception, but every bad parent is the rule. Mm-hmm. He went on to blame the radical tendency today schools springs from the counterculture of the 60s, which might be true. Not sure. Yeah, that uh, Thomas Sowell is, is, is brilliant. He is, quite. And then I got something that I never knew existed, and it's in most of the schools now, and I didn't know this, including churches, uh, church schools. They started in colleges with trans closets, rooms stocked with transgender clothing and accessories for students to change into at school so the parents are not informed <gasps> of the mentality. Wow. Then they changed back before going home. Amir Roche, founder of the Transgender Closet Program, which has spread throughout the nation, including many churches, say her group does support keeping their existence for parents because of the abuse she says children often face at home if they disclose to their parents that they are transgender. Well, this is what the left always does. This is what they did with COVID under the phony guise of we're protecting them. Um, they're basically taking over the role of parent and indoctrinating these kids and recruiting them. This is, this is this is absolutely despicable. If And they know if, if what they were doing was right, Bob, they wouldn't be trying to hide it, would they? No, they wouldn't. I mean, it's, it's, talk about a program to, to hide the truth from the parents. It's and it's in most of the schools, so I urge parents to check yes, it out. Yes, people need to, they need to be finding out if there's a trans closet. And you know what, Bob? This is another reason why we need uh, cameras in the classrooms. So parents can be looking and seeing if Johnny is suddenly wearing a wig. <laughs> and a right? dress. And a dress, right? Can you imagine the left, Bob Walters, if um, kids got to school and then suddenly were put into a burqa or they were put into um, a nun's habit? I know. <laughs> right? Forced to wear a rosary? I agree. They should have those cameras, and hopefully one of these days we'll get that point, especially if we win the Congress. Right. All right. Governor Newsom in California has mandated just recently, last week, that all four-year-olds have to now attend public pre-K. 
This will cost payers $6.8 million this year, but he says it's needed to close the achievement gap between the races <laughs> and to help those who can't afford private care preschool. Bob, how many times you reported about how the the average grade point average, I think, is the high school kids come is like one point something like they care about academics. No, it's like pretty soon they're going to be into the womb trying to indoctrinate kids. Now it's going to be a law that every four year old has to go to some public school. Or is it just that if you want to put your kid in school, they have to go public, not private? Mandatory. It's mandatory. Wow. uh, Education allowed for four year olds anymore. Wow. It's really uh, pretty amazing. <clears throat> a Sacramento teacher who attended the January 6th Trump rally but did not go into the Capitol is suing the school district for terminating her for simply going to the rally. This is Dustin Watson, a physical education teacher in New Technology High School in Sacramento. And she's fired because she went to the Trump rally. She went on her own time. Yep. She yep. exercised her constitutional right of a... Um, uh, to peacefully assemble. She was not one of the people that did anything violent and she lost her job. That's, That's tyranny. Correct. And yeah, I hope she's got, you know, Harmeet Dillon or somebody, um, Pacific, you know, um, Brad Dacus or somebody like that representing her. Well, here's a list of terrible actions just published by the Daily Skirmish, which is an activist magazine. Maryland Department of Education is telling schools to teach alternative LGBT family structures and gender fluidity to preschoolers. That's in Maryland. Mm. Suburban school district in Kansas City claims kindergartens, kindergartners are identifying as transgender and should thus be taught all about it. No exception. You know, you know, when my nieces and my nephews were in kindergarten, they, you know, one of them identified, you know, Lindsay, she just was obsessed with cats. She identified as a cat. I mean, this is, this is, we've just crossed over into um, insanity. We've got one minute left, Bob Walters. What else you got for us, my dear? Oh, uh, that's pretty well. Uh, there's one thing I'm going to do research for this week, and that's the new law that's pending, hasn't passed yet, that will allow the people in people in California to kill their babies within the first 28 days after they're born. Yeah, that's pending. And if you want to report next week on where that's at, I'd appreciate it because that's a, that's a topic and a story that I know everybody's watching here in California. And by the way, those who are watching us on uh, Facebook Live right now, I am wearing my new We The Kids hat and my new We The Kids t-shirt right now because it arrived today. And so I wanted to make sure I was sporting my We The Kids goods, my We The Kids uh uh, merch, as the cool kids call it. So uh, thank you, We the Kids, for my hat and my T-shirt. And thank you, and Bob. I urge parents to look up you, you, uh, wethekids.us and find out all about them. They're a great group. Yes, they That's are. It. And you are great and wonderful, and I hope you have an equally wonderful weekend, my friend. Thank you. All right, thank you. Now, stay tuned. we got more Andrea K. Sh- uh, show coming up on the other side of the break. The poll numbers are in. Did the leaked... Opinion change things for for Republicans? Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.